Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Watch Dogs Bark. My name is Drew. I am your host, and I consider myself a watchdog. This is episode 66. Holy cow. Let's stay in the mix. It's episode 66. There's not a lot of things that rhyme with six. Just give me a break here, all right? Happy New Year! That's right, it's 2024. All right, in this episode, I am going to look back on 2023, the biggest events that happened last year, and then I'm going to look forward. I'm going to pull out my crystal ball and gaze into the future, at least what I believe the future will be in 2024. But before I move on, I want to thank everyone that has listened to my podcast. Some of you have listened to every single episode, and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. I really do appreciate those who are following me and have from the beginning. I also want to thank those who are just listening to the first episode. I hope you'll be so interested and inspired by what I talk about today that you'll want to go back and listen to everything else I said in my other podcast, 65 podcasts to be exact. And yes, I've been doing this over a year now. I can't honestly believe it, but it's true. There is one thing that baffles me. Episode 19. For some reason, I have thousands of listens to that one episode. Someone, somewhere, promoted that episode. And that is by far my highest listened to episode. So if anybody is out there and you were the one that promoted that episode, episode 19, please let me know how I can thank you and how I can get you to do it again. Because that one episode, like, is five or six times the listenership of any other episode I've done. So I don't know what happened, but obviously someone promoted it and it, they have a lot of followers. And I really, really appreciate you in promoting my podcast. All right. In the year 2023, I started with episode eight. Ironically, the title of that podcast is This Was All Planned. And you know what? <laughs> now I know for sure this is planned and I have a whole lot more detail about that. And I think I've revealed that throughout my podcasts. All of this was planned. And ironically, my last podcast was all the planning of this started in 1910. Weird, huh? How that correlates. I also talked about organizations like the World Economic Forum and the UN and the WHO, all being globalist organizations that have no interest in letting any country be independent. Also talked about climate change and how I don't believe what the climate change alarmists are saying because I'm an astronomy geek <laughs> and can tell you exactly why our planet gets warmer and colder and it has nothing to do with the trace gas in our atmosphere. Also, the attack on Paul Pelosi that happened. And the, I think one of the most significant things in our country that happened that has kind of been brushed aside. And new information actually just came out about this. China floated a balloon over our country for a week. And Joe Biden did nothing about it. Allowed 
That spy balloon, which we now know with 100% certainty, was a spy balloon. It was not an errant weather balloon that blew off course. It was maneuverable. It did figure eights over our military complexes and our missile silos. It floated leisurely (laughs) from Alaska, slowly across Canada, entered Nebraska, where one reporter got a picture of it, and then all of a sudden it became the biggest news. We have NORAD. We have the most sophisticated radar equipment in the world. And you're telling me our military didn't see it come in over the Aleutian Islands in Alaska? I find that very, very hard to believe. So now we know that balloon was allowed to float over our entire country, over major military installations, and, like I said, missile silos, and other things that the Chinese government sent back live video and pictures of our entire country while it was floating over. And now, we just recently discovered that they used our internet. The Chinese government actually hacked into our own internet and sent all this information back to their country using our internet using our connectivity. So it's even worse than I thought originally. Oh, we also talked and just started to brush the topic of CBDCs, which are central bank digital currencies. And my prediction for the future is kind of grim when it has to do with CBDCs. By the way, I'm telling you right now, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, call your bank or even better, go down there personally and talk to a bank representative and ask them, does your bank, does this bank intend on utilizing central bank digital currency? And if they say, well, yes, we're, we're, we're probably going to, you know, initiate or, or introduce that to our clients if they want, if they even mention, yes, they're even considering it, You take all of your money out of that bank and go find another bank. I went down to my bank and talked to them. And first of all, they hadn't heard of central bank digital currencies, which is nice because it's a local uh, credit union. And I told them, do not under any circumstances ever adopt central bank digital currencies at this bank. If they do, I will leave the bank and I will make sure at least 50 to 100 will do the same because I'll protest, I'll post all over the internet of what my bank is doing with central bank digital currencies. I think everyone needs to do that. Everyone needs to threaten their bank that if they dare adopt central bank digital currencies, that you will leave the bank and you will make sure many others leave with you. Then, The most important thing we can do is call your representatives. Call your state representatives that represent your district. Call your state representatives that represent us, the Utah in Washington, D.C. Call your governor and call your senator. Call everyone that represents your state and tell them you do not want central bank digital currencies 
and you are asking them to vote against any measure that introduces central bank digital currencies into our monetary system. It is only going to be if thousands and thousands and thousands of people overwhelm everyone that's trying to introduce central bank digital currencies into our economy. It, that's the only thing that will get them to stop. If they are uncomfortable and realize that they are going to be hurt politically and financially, they won't do it. So I'm asking everyone, please do that. Call your banks, call your representatives, and we have to stop the central bank digital currencies. And for those of you who don't know what it is, it is a digital currency that the government will have control over. You remember a couple of podcasts ago, I, taught, I, had, I played that Irish woman talking about what life is like in China. You carry around a little phone with a QR code and, and your phone is green. The, the screen on your phone is green if you are allowed to do everything you know, without restriction. But if you dare speak against the government or you dare eat too much meat or you dare don't recycle or you dare don't do the, exactly what the government tells you to do, they could turn that screen red and restrict your buying power everywhere and block your bank account if you have CBDCs. That means central bank digital currencies are programmable. And also with these smart cities, the 15-minute cities that I know one is being built here in Utah, and I'm, I'm after my uh, representatives here to stop it. And I've called the governor's office, and I'm going to write them emails and all that. But central bank digital currencies will work really well in these smart cities because these smart cities are 15-minute cities, and they can program that currency to only work inside that 15-minute boundary. They can make that currency not work at all outside that smart city unless you get permission from the government and show them your itinerary of travel when you and your family want to go visit Europe or go visit uh, Asia or Egypt or other things. Then they will allow your currency to be good in other parts of the world. That's what they want with central bank digital currencies. They want ultimate power and control over you, what you say, what you do, and what you think. And in the future, there will be no diversity of thought if we don't stand up. Then I presented numerous examples of how the Biden family business was run and how millions of dollars have been filtered through upwards of 20 shell companies and bank accounts going to Biden family members. No, not going directly to Joe, but the evidence of bribery and accepting bribes from foreign countries that makes you ineligible to be president and can be impeached does not say you have to have the money coming directly to you. It can also benefit your family because that indirectly benefits you. If there was no law about that and no punishment, 
all these foreign leaders would just give all kinds of money and benefits and, and gifts to family members because then family members, they know, would put pressure on the politicians they're really trying to influence. And that is what is happening with the Biden family business. They've received millions of dollars from China, millions of dollars from Ukraine, Russia, Romania, all kinds of other countries around the world. and. James Comer and Jim Jordan are doing an excellent job in uncovering more and more proof, mostly with bank accounts, are proving that the Bidens have received millions of dollars. And like I said in one of my podcasts, I think the main reason is Joe Biden has been known as one of the poorest senators in the Senate. And I don't think he liked that. And I think that he didn't think he was going to actually have a chance to run after 2016. After Hillary Clinton lost, he probably said, okay, well, that's it. Now the family, we're going to get millions of dollars so we can live comfortably in our retirement. He didn't realize that the DNC was going to call on him again to run for president in 2020. So now all of this is going to be exposed. It even goes to the point where Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, James, and all those shared an office space with a member of the Communist Party in downtown Washington, D.C. That's how corrupt this family is. Then I repeated numerous times that TikTok needs to be banned. I still believe that. I know there's 150 million some odd people, but I still believe with all of my heart, we need to ban TikTok because Chinese uses it as a very effective spy tool. Then we talked numerous times about all of these indictments Donald Trump now faces 91 indictments, which is just laughable. We also talked about the Soros-funded prosecutors around this country that are not enforcing our laws. They were funded by Soros on purpose to create chaos, to purposefully hire people that will not follow the law. And will do what they think is best for the purpose of equity. So if someone is arrested for armed assault or murder or something, many of these prosecutors like Alvin Bragg and others like him will actually reduce sentences because it's all in the name of equity. And I think I pointed out numerous times the word equity is used numerous times in Karl Marx's book, The Communist Manifesto. Then I talked about DEI numerous times, and especially how DEI has invited this rise in anti-Semitism all over our country. And DEI basically says that everyone, every skin color, every religion, every nationality, except white, Christian, or Jewish people, are included in the DEI. It does not include white, Christian, or Jewish people. And I said in one podcast recently that the rise of anti-Semitism is because those who profess DEI basically all agree, and there is a full consensus, that Jews are nothing more than white oppressors. 
I also talked numerous times about the fallacy of carbon neutrality and how it's impossible to achieve and actually dangerous. And those who are trying to use carbon neutrality are really wanting to control you. I talked about the housing project called The Line in Saudi Arabia that's going to be 500 meter high walls, 200 meters across, and 17 and a half miles long. That is going to house 9 million people. All of the power will be electric. There will be no gas, no fossil fuels at all. It'll all be electric. But the funny thing is that electricity will most likely come from fossil fuels. Another reoccurring theme I kept repeating, and that it's that important to me to repeat it, is that no child is born with hate. No child is born with prejudice. They have to be taught to hate, and they have to be taught to be prejudiced. So I'm telling you again, and I've said it numerous times, parents, stop teaching your children to hate. Later on, I talked about this incredible movie called The Sound of Freedom. Absolutely amazing movie. Just a warning, though, if you haven't seen it yet and you have it on your list to see, it's going to disturb you greatly. But every single person listening to my voice right now needs to see that movie. And then another thing that I have kept repeating over and over and over, and I will still keep repeating it, is we cannot allow trans women in women's sports or women's locker rooms or bathrooms. We need more parents and people to start standing up against this. There is one woman I want you to listen to that's very powerful. She basically shamed a school district board for what they're doing and called them out on their idiocy in allowing grown men in young girls' locker rooms and bathrooms. Listen to this. So I was just curious, how many moms do we have of daughters that are in the room right now? Yeah, okay. So how many of you have taught your daughters that if you've ever been in a situation where you feel uncomfortable around men, that you shouldn't worry about making people uncomfortable, you should just get yourself out of that situation? Have you taught them to trust their instincts and trust their gut and not worry about making a scene? Yeah, me too. You know what you guys are doing? You're doing the exact opposite. You're telling our daughters that they need to stop listening to their gut and they need to just suck it up, look down, not make someone else feel uncomfortable, and then continue to take their clothes off. Because this is not just about bathrooms. This is also about locker rooms. It's about sports. And then it's going to be about scholarships. And it's going to take it all away from the actual biological girls. Now, no one is saying that anyone should be mean to anybody or that anybody needs to hate anybody. That's what people do when they try to gaslight us and make us seem like we're the enemy. All we're saying is stop telling our girls that they need to shut up and take their clothes off because that is inappropriate for you to say to them. and then a man, not a boy, a man walks in after her. How does she know that he's one of the boys that has been authorized by the district, by a principal or an administrator to go into the girl's bathroom? She doesn't. 
You already muddied the waters, so now any grown man can walk into the bathrooms, and you've told all the girls of Vicksburg that they're not allowed to question that. They're not allowed to look at them and say, oh my gosh, I feel uncomfortable. I don't feel like this is okay. That's what you did. And you didn't have to. You have state reps telling you, you didn't have to. So your law firm is wrong. And every single one of you needs to be on the right side of history here. So you need to figure it out. And you need to stand up for your convictions and for your community members. Because otherwise, they're going to replace you. And they absolutely should. And here's what I want to say last. I have talked with human trafficking advocates, and I have talked with the Michigan State Police Department. And they have all confirmed, when you do things like this to children, and you send messages like this to kids, whether it's intentional or not, you are grooming those children. You are making it easier for sexual predators to take advantage of them. Similar to your school board president, Skip Knoll's son, who did child pornography with a four, a six, and a ten-year-old. He needs to resign immediately. I don't know who this woman is, but boy, are you on target. Absolutely 100% true. Everything she said. You may be unintentionally grooming young girls and boys by allowing sexual predators to pose as trans women or men and go into these bathrooms. How do you know? We already have the example of in Virginia where the guy was actually t- tackled to the ground and, re- and put in handcuffs and taken out and arrested when he was in front of the school board telling, his da- telling them his daughter was raped by a, a boy who was wearing a skirt, who said they identified as a woman, and so they was allowed to go into that bathroom. And the school board covered it up and took that boy out of that school and put him into another school And he did it again. If we allow this to happen, we are just welcoming the problems that are going to come with sexual predators. And the one thing that I think that people aren't really paying attention to, because not a lot of people have talked about, is scholarships. These women, these women, these young girls that have devoted hours and hours a day to shave a half a second or a second off of their running time or swimming time or adding a a millimeter or two to their jump height. All this work they're doing to try and get these full-ride or even partial-ride scholarships to colleges, a person, and, and believe me, it only happens on one side. It's only trans women. It's only men who are pretending to be women that are dominating these sports. And by doing that, they are taking away female athletic scholarships. They are robbing young women of the athletic scholarships that are made available for female athletics. That is one thing that upsets me more than anything. That and also we're opening the door for sexual predators, all in the name of equity. So that was one thing that I kept emphasizing in 2023, and I will continue to emphasize this in 2024. And the last thing I want to emphasize that happened in 2023, sadly, October 7th, the most heinous attack on Israel that you can even possibly imagine. Hamas has made rape, violent rape, 
a war tool, a tool of war. And I am still flabbergasted when I see all of these pro-Palestinian protests that do not condemn what Hamas did. You know, you can be pro-Palestinian and hope that, you know, less Palestinians die in the retaliation from Israel. But if you're doing that and you're not also condemning what Hamas did, you have a problem in my book. I am pro-Israel, but I also do not want more Palestinians killed. But you know the really crazy thing about all this is? Hamas doesn't care how many Palestinians are killed. They'll think they're martyrs in their eyes. They don't care how many Palestinians die because they're hiding their headquarters and their weapon caches under civilian targets like hospitals and mosques and children's schools. So number one, that makes Hamas cowards. And number two is you need to understand Hamas doesn't care how many civilians die. They're their only goal is to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. And when we have these protesters chanting from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, you're asking for the complete genocide of all Jews. You are no better than Adolf Hitler in my book. Oh, and one other thing I wanted to mention really quickly. It happened in February, so I should have mentioned it earlier, but it's because... No one's remembering this anymore, and it's also pretty much gone from the national conversation. And that is the horrific train accident and chemical spill that happened in East Palestine, Ohio. There is an argument to be made that this train wreck happened on purpose, or that it was purposefully decided to burn the chemicals that spilled out of the tanker thus causing the giant cloud of deadly, toxic smoke that basically overshadowed the entire city. And they are still suffering the side effects of that happening. And you know what? Joe Biden still has not visited the people in East Palestine. And honestly, at this point, he better not go because he will not receive a warm reception. I guarantee that one. But there were some good things that happened in 2023 too. And you know, I always like to end with good. And I will do that for my recall of 2023. If you remember, um, about June-ish, June, June, July, uh, those four Colombian kids that were in a plane crash that killed their mother and they survived in the jungle by themselves for over a month. That was truly an amazing miracle. This happened in Colombia. Simone Biles, the gymnast, returned in amazing form and dominated the 2023 World Championships and has now become the most decorated gymnast ever. So congratulations to Simone Biles. The Barbenheimer <laughs> weekend was a big thing. Uh, no, I will never go see Barbie. I, I can't stand the color pink and uh, oh my gads, no. Although I've heard it's pretty amazing, especially the opening sequence and an homage to uh, Stanley Kubrick 
and his 2001 A Space Odyssey. So I, I hear there's some interesting, fun things about it, but I still have no interest. In. But I did see Oppenheimer, and that is an incredible movie. And by the way, I just heard from a movie critic, and this is going to make me go see that movie again. Did you know everything shot in that movie in color was looking at it through Oppenheimer's point of view? And everything looked at in black and white was through Shaw's point of view, the, co- the, the uh, character played by Robert Downey Jr. And he puts in an amazing performance in this show. So definitely go see Oppenheimer. It's an incredible movie, probably one of the best I've seen in a long time. And, but, you know, Barbenheimer weekend, I think it was billion dollars, like the fastest two movies have ever gotten to a billion. So it's kind of really insane there. And then lastly, a woman by the name of Dorothy Hoffner at 104 years old was the oldest person to ever skydive. She went on a tandem parachute skydive outside the outskirts of Chicago where she lives and set a new world record. And then from what I hear, she passed away like a week or two later. So what an amazing way to go out, in my opinion. (laughs) All right, before moving on, I want to tell you about The most amazing vitamin supplement that is out there. That is my opinion. Again, like my podcast, just my opinion. But Life Pack Nano has it all. Has all the vitamins your body needs. And I take this twice a day and it is the most amazing vitamin. I take the first one with my green drink and that is just fantastic. I get the hugest boost. Like I said, I never acquired a taste for coffee. But this green drink and Life Pack Nano gives me that energy I need first thing in the morning. And you've, if you want to find out more about Life Pack Nano or any other products that the company New Skin produces, go to my website, twdbark.mynewskin.com. That's twdbark.mynewskin.com. <laughs> All right. And now, Let's before I go and predict what I think is going to happen in 2024, and these will be some fun predictions. But to see what's going on in our future, we must look to our past. In fact, let's look all the way back to ancient Rome. And I think this will sound eerily similar to what's going on today, honestly. Those that were in power in Rome thought that Julius Caesar was going to make himself the ruler of a monarchy for all time, for his whole life. And they were so worried about him having this ultimate power that they assassinated him. The ironic thing that happened is, I believe it was his nephew, Octavius. Octavius rose up and he created a monarchy where he was the ultimate ruler. And then later on, historians read Caesar's writings and found out that he had no intention of creating a monarchy and that he just wanted to serve his time and then retire and go to the country. That was what he talked about. He had no intention of making himself a permanent ruler. You know, the same thing is happening today, in my opinion. I think there are so many people that want to do everything they can to destroy Donald Trump, that they're telling people that they need to be worried that he's going to create 
a monarchy or a tyrannical government where he would have ultimate power. They're creating all these lies that he's going to have a dictatorship. And, you know, it doesn't help that he feeds, he, he, he knows which buttons to push. That's the crazy thing about him. He knows the buttons. So in his interview with Sean Hannity, he talked about, I'm only going to be a, 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 a dictator for one day. And that was on day one. And that, that was just acknowledging he's going to sign a lot of executive orders. And basically, when a president signs ex- executive orders, he's a dictator. That's it. Uh, Joe Biden was a dictator his first day. He signed 32 executive orders, basically reversing everything that Donald Trump did. So I get a kick out of people say, well, part of the reason why we have inflation and is, is because of Donald Trump's principles. And part of the reason why you know, well, so many people died of COVID is because of, of Donald Trump. Well, let's just look at that logically. If you have someone that comes in and reverses everything that the previous administration did to make our country better, and then the country goes to pot, is it really the first administration's fault when they had the principles and, and uh, things going that were working. And then the administration, the new administration came in and reversed all of those executive orders. That would make the second administration responsible for everything because they completely reversed the first administration's executive orders. So all of the inflation that went up to 9.1% last year And the high gas prices and the food prices doubling and tripling, that's on this administration's shoulders. Their principles, their policies have created the problem that our country is in right now. And the powers that be living today want you to believe that Donald Trump will be a tyrant, that he will form a dictatorship and try to take full control. And that's... As far as I know, I've listened to Donald Trump in many speeches and I've read many of his books and, you know, I followed him for very for a long time. And I don't see that. I see that he wants to do what's best for America to make America independent again. And those that want global governance, that is the biggest threat to them. If America gets completely independent, energy independent, food independent, uh, militarily independent, If they have this completely independent country that's not relying on goods or services from other countries to survive, they do keep trading those goods and services because it's open free trade, but they would not need them. It would inspire other countries around the world to do the same, and that would take away the globalists' plan to have a world government. Of course, that's my opinion. You may agree or disagree, and please, if you do, write. Write me. Like I said, if you write something that I completely disagree with, but I read it, I will read everyone. And if I read it and I see, wow, they've got some really good points, and then I go research and find out, wow, they're right. I will admit it on my podcast. I have no problem admitting I'm wrong. Uh, my, some of my friends would probably disagree with that because I do speak very definitively, I, and I understand that. But These are all still only my opinions. All right. So I see a big similarity to what happened with Julius Caesar and what is happening to Donald Trump. Now, 
this is the really crazy thing about this, and one of the reasons why I have become a little bit disillusioned with the industry that I am in. And for those of you who don't know, I'm a professional actor and singer uh, and have been in the business for like 34 years and haven't done it a lot recently. I've actually switched careers and, and I'm doing something different. I may still do it part-time, but kind of as a hobby now because the industry has changed dramatically. One thing that really hot, stuck out to me in how intolerant the entertainment industry is and it's ironic that we're talking about Julius Caesar. There was a production of Shakespeare's Julius Caesar that was put up at the Delacorte Theater in Central Park. And guess what? They dressed up Julius Caesar as Donald Trump with the blonde hair and the suit and red tie and everything. And then when they had the scene where the senators all stabbed Julius Caesar and assassinate him, the audience cheered. The audience cheered actors acting like the Senate, stabbing a person dressed as Donald Trump. That's when I knew, man, you know what? I don't think I'll ever be fully appreciated and accepted for my opinion in this industry anymore. So, I thought that was really interesting that, that I read this about Julius Caesar and that how, that's why he was assassinated. And, and the ironic thing is, is his nephew rose up to create the exact thing that they thought Julius Caesar was going to do. So jokes on them, huh? All right. Looking forward to 2024. Some things I think are pretty obvious that are going to happen is number one, the attendance at public schools is going to drop. And I think it's going to be dramatic. I think more parents are deciding that it's going to be best for their children. And these are the parents that want their children raised with morals and standards and values and principles. See, the, there are parents that don't care about that. And, you know, they'll send their kids to public school without thinking about it. But I think more and more parents are realizing public schools do not have their children's best interest in mind, especially if they want to teach them good morals and principles. So more parents are going to homeschool their children that can do that or find a way to pay for a private school with ideologies and principles that they agree with. And sadly... I think another thing that is going to happen in 2024 is we are going to have a terrorist attack inside our country. It, it's just inevitable, folks. If you look, like last month, we broke another record. 300,000 illegal immigrants came into our country. We don't track all of them. We don't vet any of them. There's no background check on any of these people. It only is after they apprehend a certain amount, then they do a background check and find out, oh, you're on the terrorist watch list. Well, there are predicted to be probably 2 million. There's 8 million that have been let in uh, that have been apprehended at our border. Okay. And we know 80% of them do not qualify for asylum. They know they will not qualify for asylum. But the system is so overwhelmed, they're giving them NTAs or notice to appear for their asylum court hearing years 
One lady, I like I said in my last podcast, she got an NTA to return to her asylum court claim in 2031, eight years from now. So the system is so overwhelmed, and there, like I said, are probably at least two million gotaways that had no intention of claiming asylum. And if people are walking across our border and not doing it legally and evading the uh, border patrol, they don't have good intentions in our country. And yet we're still allowing it. This administration has purposefully reversed all of the border control measures that the last administration enacted. And when I hear Mayorkas say that the border is closed, that we know we have more work to do, but the border is closed and it's secure, that's complete crap. He is lying through his teeth. The border is not secure. The border is wide open. As a matter of fact, this is pretty much the message that this administration wanted to send to the entire world. This is one of those rare moments where Joe Biden spoke the truth and probably shouldn't have, but he was saying basically, if I was an illegal immigrant, I would rush the border. I would come here right now because that's what we want. He was actually, and this goes out to all over the world, saying that you are welcome to come here. You don't need to come here legally. We don't care about our laws regarding illegal immigration. We're not going to enforce them. So please come to this country. That's the message this administration has been sending out worldwide since Joe took office. So sadly, you cannot let this many illegal, unvetted immigrants coming from all over the world, not just from South America and not just families. As a matter of fact, if you look at the pictures, and I have numerous times, the majority, the overwhelming majority of the immigrants that are coming to our southern border are young, 18 to 29, military fighting age single men. And now, guess what's happening? The ATF just changed the rules to allow immigrants, illegal immigrants with no proof of citizenship, to purchase firearms legally. And remember, Dick Durbin is trying to pass a law allowing illegal immigrants to become police officers. This is all being done on purpose, my friends. And sadly, I think one of the real negative things that's going to happen, it's almost inevitable at this time, is there will be a very large terrorist attack from within our country. Another thing I think is going to happen in 2024 is people are going to be fed up with organizations like Black Lives Matter and the LGBTQIA plus organizations. I, like me, I still support my gay and lesbian friends, but I do not support the LGBTQIA organization because they are sexualizing and grooming the children, period. And 
It was just recently found out that Black Lives Matter raised nearly $80 million. I heard it was 90, so I'm just going to go with this one because they said it was 80. $80 million. And you remember Patrice Kalors bought herself a $6 million mansion in Hollywood. But now we found out through a uh, FOIA, Freedom of Information Act, that if, when we look at the bank records of the expenditures of Black Lives Matter, none of it went to improve black lives. Well, except the people that are in the organization, because they had expenditures like to porn sites, to uh, strip clubs, to... Uh, all kinds of different uh, extracurricular activities that your donations, remember your white guilt donations, the ones that Black Lives Matter collected millions of dollars from people that had white guilt so bad they just kept giving them money? Well, that money didn't go to, to, to make black lives any better. If you look at Predominantly black communities in our country, they have not improved even a bit. And it breaks my heart. Like I said, when I lived in New York and I walked through Harlem and I walked through other areas that were low income and uh, government housing, it, it made me, it made my heart break that those were the conditions they were allowed to live in. And that was just horrible. Black Lives Matter could have done so much good with $80 million. But all they did, the only people they enriched was themselves. They inspired and supported riots and looting all over the country. That is not doing good for what your organization is named for. Black Lives Matter. They do. But your organization, Black Lives Matter Incorporated, you don't care about real black lives. All you, care about, all you cared about was yourself and enriching yourself and your friends and families. And so, again, I think these organizations like Black Lives Matter and LGBTQIA plus are going to lose a lot of support in 2024 because it's just coming out more and more that these organizations do not have your best interest at heart. And then lastly, I am going to predict Donald Trump will be the winner of the 2024 election. I think the groundswell is too strong now. He's got 30 and 40 percent uh, point leads over any of his GOP um, opponents. And in most places, he's actually beating Joe Biden if, heaven forbid, we go back to a Trump-Biden re-election, um, then he's beating Joe Biden by three or four points in almost every swing state. So I believe that America is fed up. I believe that the majority of people on the left and the right and in the center are all fed up with what has happened since Joe Biden took office. And it's becoming very, very apparent that even Democrats do not want Joe Biden to run. Although at this point, I think it's too late. I think they're stuck with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris to run again. Because I've heard people, you know, predicting that last minute at the Democratic convention, you know, Michelle Obama is going to be presented as the new uh, nominee. And I just don't see that happening. I think the too much has been invested now into Joe Biden and his agenda 
It's not his agenda. Everybody knows that. It's, it's the people, it's the puppet masters. Joe is just a puppet. I mean, it's obvious. He can hardly speak full sentences. Uh, he's, he's losing his mind faster than I think I've seen anybody. Well, he's publicly. I've never watched anybody deteriorate, but you can actually see the deterioration that's happening mentally with Joe, and it's happening by the day. So I, they, I don't know what's going to happen with this next election, but I do predict that enough people in this country are fed up with high gas prices, high food prices, high inflation, uh, high crime rate, um, you know, and this insane amount of illegal immigration, human trafficking, and drugs all coming into our country, and the DEI uh, movement and all the equity being used as the sole purpose for hiring people rather than their qualifications, I think enough people this year are fed up. And even people that don't really like Donald Trump or don't like when he mean mean tweeted on Twitter and, you know, when he attacks people, I think even they will hold their nose and vote for Donald Trump because we need America back. One last thing that I think is going to happen in this year, and I think it's inevitable, is there's there's going to be restrictions put on AI. I think AI is growing at such a rate right now and is becoming so dangerous that I think there are going to be regulations put on the AI developers because if it continues the way it is right now, we're not going to have entertainment with original voices. We're not going to have, you know, we're going to have videos out there that are deep fakes that no one knows are deep fakes. It's, it's insane how advanced AI has gotten now. And while I love AI technology and I love modern technology and how fast technology grows, I see there's real danger in AI growing as fast as it is right now. We've got to cut it back. That's just my prediction anyway. All right. The, if you have other predictions in 2024, send them in on, in your email. Uh, if I like them, and they're really good, either funny good or, whoa, you might be right, kind of good. Hey, I'll read them in my next podcast, Drew at thewatchdogsbark.com. All right. As I always want to do, and I especially want to do it on the first day of this new year, I want to leave you with some great words of advice. I think this is an AI-generated voice. It sounds like uh, Killian, oh, I can't remember his, what his name from Oppenheimer, uh, but it's got his voice. and. It's really good advice, and it's for people that are over 30. Now, this is, you know, basically most of my listeners, I'll bet. But even those that are younger, take this to heart because this is very, very powerful, good advice for things that you should learn. Listen to this. By the age of 30, you should be mature enough to accept these four realities. Most people never understand the fourth reality until they're 50. You may want to save this video for future reference. Number one, instead of focusing on the people who are gone, focus on the people in your life who have chosen to be here. Number two, turn your attention to those who have stayed and those who appreciate and respect you. Focus on those who support you and make your life more beautiful. You're surrounded by people who know They want you in their lives. Never take them for granted. Number two, good-hearted people will always lose in the end because they always give 
more than they receive. They always forgive and accept the love they receive, even when they know they deserve better. Number three, don't kill people with kindness because not everyone deserves your kindness. Kill them with silence because not everyone deserves your attention. Finally, number four, every experience, whether good or bad, will ultimately lead you to where you're meant to be. Every victory, every defeat, and every mistake. Don't be afraid to make mistakes and don't expect to succeed overnight. Lose yourself and find yourself again and again. Work hard. This hit me so powerfully because, especially the first couple of things, he said, be grateful for the ones that have chosen to stay here. Not only here, uh, we, also, we mourn those who have gone, definitely, but be grateful for the people that are here in your life. But the number two point is the most powerful. Be grateful for the people who have chosen to stay in your life. That really was powerful to me. I've had some very, very close friends decide that they no longer want me in their life because we have such a difference in politics. It broke my heart, but that was their choice. And I am so grateful for the people in my life. Uh, one of my best friends, we disagree on some things, but that doesn't make us want to not have each other in our lives. And I'm so grateful to have the friends in my life, especially the friends that disagree with me. Because when we can disagree and still be friends, that means the friendship's more powerful than our differences. That's really, really good. And then the final thing he said, I think is the most powerful, you are going to learn throughout your life, through good and bad, through mistakes and triumphs, understand they are both teachers. You cannot only learn through successes. Sometimes you have to learn through mistakes. So do not be afraid to make mistakes. Take chances. Life is too short to take it easy and be comfortable and stay in your comfort zone your whole life. You've got to venture out of that comfort zone and try to look at things through different perspectives. Look at things through other people's eyes to try and understand. What is it? Seek first to understand rather than to be understood. If everybody took on that philosophy, we would have a much more pleasant existence here on earth. And with that, thank you again for listening to the podcast. Until next time, Happy New Year. Create an amazing year and help me relay the bar.